The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rock. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who follow it. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers who are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Monday morning. Hope you had a great weekend, a great Lord's Day. Time to be with the people of God and to hear the word of God. And I know those guys up in Michigan, of which we're going to have one of those fellas uh, here in just a moment, uh, you guys got to definitely got to hear that if you went and saw Bradley anytime during this week as he was up in Michigan and uh, preaching there and, and presenting our Christian and constitutional heritage. So you guys had a real treat if you were able to catch Bradley there in Michigan. If you'd like to check us out online, please go to sonsoflibertyradio.com or sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you are listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, click over to sonsoflibertymedia.com 
and scroll down on the right side of the page. We're going live there. Now, if you're, list, if you're looking on a mobile device, I can just tell you, it's laid out different. It's one of these dynamic things. I don't understand how it works, but it cuts off the right side of the page, okay? So you need a, a browser if you got a mobile device, and some people may not like Chrome, but I know Chrome does it. You can click on the three dots and say, I want to see the desktop version, and you'll see that, and then you can blow it up, okay? And then while you're there, you can click on the icon of the platform we're on and join us in the chat. we got a lot of friends in there this morning. Um, yep, that I, you know, I, I told you, I don't think you guys are like a boat rocking. You look, I, when, you, <laughs> when we come in here in the mornings, I just see the crowd of people with their hands up like they're fixing to go down the hill of a roller coaster. That's, that's what <laughs> I feel like uh, that we're about to do. But anyway, you can see us live there on sonsoflibertymedia.com. You can also catch us on the front page of beforeitsnews.com. Beforeitsnews.com, we're right there at the top of the page. And also dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty, as well as Cutting Edge TV on Roku. And we're on Twitch at News Tycoon. And I think that's all I'm streaming out to, except for different pages on Facebook. But we primarily point you to uh, the Bradley Dean SOL on Facebook if you're there. All right, right above that is Bradley's show from Saturday. You can catch that if you missed it. And then he goes live at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. Above that is where you can enter your email address. We would love to have you subscribe to our newsletter. We are heavily censored, guys. I, I cannot, I can't even begin to explain how dramatic the censorship is from where we started out in 2014. Okay, I, I just can't explain just how much that is. So if you subscribe there. We don't rent your email. We don't spam you or sell your email to anybody. You get one email from us today, including the Morning Show Archive. So we'll have this, any documents, videos, and stuff like that uh, that we're going to show you during this time. We'll have that in the archive. Also, if you agree with our message and you would like to help us, we have needs. We don't ask you for money, but we tell you there's needs there. And uh, every month we're doing it over and over and over. And, you know, if God isn't moving on the hearts of people to to help support that, then we're going to have a really difficult time doing all the things that we do. So uh, if you would like to help us in that, there's a donate button. Please make a donation. And also, if you'd like to partner monthly, you say, hey, I'd like to be in this for the long haul, and I'd like to be a part of what you're doing, there's a Become a Son or Daughter of Liberty link at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com, and you can do that. And also our store. And uh, I forgot what we're – I meant to pull this up. <laughs> Because I've recently started doing this and, and highlighting the things that we're promoting this week. And I can't for the life of me right now off the top of my head think of what we're promoting. So what I'm going to do is in the archive, I'll have the the item that we're promoting this week. And I'll be sure to make sure that that's in there as well as the promo code because you're going to save a percentage off of uh, the item that we have. So look for that in the archive and I'll be sure to make mention of it properly tomorrow. I <laughs> don't know why I didn't have that up. Before I bring on our guest, I want to make mention of something that's coming out, and this isn't going to be on our topic, but I, you know, when I log in, there's, there's a news page that comes up, and here's the latest um, bribery, marketing. This is completely unlawful, okay? I'm just going to tell you. According to the Nuremberg Code, this is completely unlawful. And this is why we did a special report yesterday. If you missed it, you can catch it at sonsoflibertymedia.com uh, to deal with uh, what's going on in the UK. Because over there, and by the way, this is it. This is what I'm talking about here. We did a special report with Kate Shimarani, our health and wellness expert, who comes on Saturdays. 
and she was not able to join us yesterday. And so after yesterday, and she wasn't able to join us on Saturday because she got called in to MC another event at Trafalgar Square. It's almost a year since she did that first one, and they just came after her, took her. They they literally stole her stuff. They came in with an unsigned warrant, um, have threatened to charge her with domestic terrorism, which has a minimum of five years in jail, all because she spoke at an event. Okay, guys, this is not a game that's going on. This is not this is not uh, sports, and you're cheering that on. This is real life. Okay. And she's made mention over and over that people using their authority to market an experimental injection are in violation of law. And yet, we continue to see this stuff done. Here's the latest, and I'm going I'm to say useful idiot, even though she says, stop being an irresponsible idiot. This is a lady by the name of Emmy Rossum. Rossum? I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. I don't know who she is except for what I read in here. She's a shameless actor. And Shameless is, I guess, a television show or movie. I don't know. Um, and then she's also been in Mystic River. I think I know what I think I've seen the title. That I don't. I, don't, I haven't seen the movie. I don't think. Anyway, she got pregnant. She had a baby girl. Which congratulations. And this, she had an uh, Instagram thing here, and she says, "When I was pregnant, I got vaccinated." Not only did we have a healthy, beautiful baby girl, but we also just learned our daughter now has antibodies. No, she doesn't. That's not what it is. This is gene altering. This is not antibodies. This is not a vaccine. That's what's been said over and over and over. In short, stop being an irresponsible idiot and get the vaccine. Well, first, it's not a vaccine. And the only idiots that I can see are those who would buy into what they're being told. Oh, yeah, they got antibodies. No, they don't. This alters your genes. It does not produce antibodies. It doesn't stop COVID. In fact, we've got numerous reports where people are getting these shots. And then they're the ones coming down with COVID and in it. Or, well, let me change that. They're the ones coming down with the alleged convids 1984. And then they're the ones going to the hospital. So, you know what? I hope nothing happens to Miss Rossum and to her baby. I really do. I, I, don't, I don't wish any of these things that we've seen happen to people happen to them. But if you're stupid enough to put this in your body, especially if you're a pregnant woman and it's experimental, then God is only showing you a bit of mercy by it not coming to fruition the way it has with other people and you or your baby. And I I don't wish that on anybody, including this lady. But the best thing I can do is say, shut your mouth because you're endangering other people. You've already endangered yourself and your baby. You're already now you're endangering other people by trying to market this stuff. And it's really criminal uh, according to the Nuremberg Code. In any case, I just wanted to throw that out there. We've got a, a guest on the line this morning, uh, Adam Heikla, and you know we've Adam and his family they go do everything together uh, when they go out and they are active, okay? And we've played some of Adam's videos where he's gone not only to his own school board, but to school boards around Michigan, and he's spoken out. He's been uh, very much what we talked about when we had Dr. John Diamond on, about the church being the church in the gates. You know, that little passage that Jesus says where the gates of hell will not prevail against the church? Well, the gates are where the, the laws are made, where the policies from that law are made. And if the people are not... Going in there and doing that, if the people of God are not doing it, you can rest assured the children of the devil are going to do it. So I'm I'm happy this morning to welcome to the Sons of Liberty 
Adam Heikla. Good morning, Adam. Good morning. Yep, great to have you on. And we had a little bit of difficulty getting some stuff together uh, during the start of the show. And by the way, some people ask, why is there always five minutes? You know, they go to the Rumble page or they go to the Facebook. Why is there always five minutes here I got to sit through? Well, we start the stream. That lets people get in. It stabilizes the stream. So when you're watching a replay, that little thing on the bottom, you know, that gives you the time, you can scrub past the five minutes if you want to do that. Just scrub to the place where you want to be. You can even scrub through all the stuff I say at the first. That's fine. Um, but just so you know, I I do that so we get people in and we stabilize the stream. Just wanted to throw that out there. Now, Adam, you guys are very busy there in the state of Michigan. We've had you on to cover some stuff when we did the when you guys were doing the Menards uh, protest up there. Adam and his family was right out there on the street, and you guys were leading the people uh, in protest against Menards and their face mask um, you know mandates. And then you've been in the you've been in the school boards and. The interesting thing about what you're doing is you're doing it, and in talking to you the other day, you're also teaching other men how to do that. We're going to play some video here in just a little bit, but introduce yourself more than just your name and tell people a little bit about yourself so they understand who you are. Um, well, I'm, like you said, my name's Adam Heikela, and uh, I think most of the watchers, the regular watchers, I know know my wife, Bethany, in the chat, and uh, so I'm just really... Uh, I'm just a regular guy, literally. <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm married, but we've got four children, and um, I own a, a business here in, uh, well, in Battle Creek and in Hastings, Michigan. I do electronic repairs, so I'm a big geek, um, and I'm someone that the Lord put through some political uh, training and, and turmoils over the uh, about six years ago. I've been is really when my journey kind of started, and. Um, so I've seen a lot of these evil things that have been going on in our world that a lot of people don't for for quite some time now. And so, um, you know, it's been this process of growing within myself um, and and learning how to how to speak out and and how to not be afraid, really, um, because because that's all it is. Everyone's just afraid. And uh, so so for me, it's it's just been my my journey. Uh, you know, it's been really weird how I, I I've heard a lot of people over over time say how they, they have a calling or, you know, the Lord is calling them to do something. And I always thought that was strange. Um, but I truly believe and know now that um, all the things that we're doing is, is the Lord has laid it upon me that this is what I'm supposed to do. You know, uh, just like, just like you say, you know, we're supposed to, to uh, be on that, that path. that's straight and narrow, you know, it's not the left or the right, but it's that narrow straight path. Um, and, and every time I keep getting off of it because of the, the different politic nonsense, it's, it snaps me right back to go, no, this is what you're supposed to do. And so, um, it's, uh, it's definitely not financial reward in any way. It's a burden, but, um, but we know that it's our burden that we're to, to bear. And so, um, you know, we've been traveling all around the, the state, just doing what really what we feel the Lord has called us to do. Um, you know, people haven't haven't understood. And so since I've been given a, a perspective on all of these things going on, I'm, I'm supposed to share that. And so um, I just, I, I really have been, especially when, once COVID happened, um, I, honestly, I went through a really dark time after I went through this political training. And for uh, a couple of years here, I, I just was kind of silent. Um, you know, I got really active and involved and uh, um, the Lord really shown, shown me like, Hey, this is, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just a weird, you know, once you get involved and start, yeah, I think you can probably attest to that too. Like once you start really getting involved and doing what the Lord asked you to do, um, 
everything's weird. <laughs> it's like it's like because anything can happen. I mean, it's yeah. like it's like I don't know. It's like I don't know what's going to happen next. You know, I mean, it's it's but it's exciting. It's it's kind of it, it keeps you. It, it's really I think that fire that we all need to keep going in life. And Amen. so um, yeah, so so yeah, we as a family though we had removed our kids out of the school district, our our um, public schools, you know, over four years ago, just because of um, really like I said, all the training that I went through six years ago. Um, and then um, our oldest daughter graduated from public school. And um, just with her going through it all, we realized this is this is a messed up place right now. Um, and so really, you know, we, we've been for many years. Um, I, I've been I've, you know, speaking of school boards, it's not something that just started with COVID. <laughs> I've actually been doing this for for quite a few years now. And so um, so, I mean, that helps, I guess, in showing people, you know, not to be afraid to do it. Um, I just have some experience. Um, but that's why we do it. I mean, I, I, I'm going tonight again to speak with, um, a group of parents at uh, Portage school board. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's going to be a good time. We're, we're going to, the best part about it though, too, is that we're seeing, we're seeing traction, we're seeing things happen. Um, and so that, that's, that's, that's the best thing is that, you know, we're, we're not doing things, just spinning our wheels anymore. It's like, we're able to go in and do stuff and they're listening. And, um, so yeah, I don't know. I'll just ramble on forever. You know, <laughs> no, yeah, here, I, I can just ramble forever if you want. <laughs> yeah, th- no, I think that's a good. I think that's a good start, and I think that there's some excitement in you from what's going on, and it's six a.m. or twenty after six, whatever. Uh, and so you're excited about it, and I and I know that's in your heart. That's why you get excited about it. But you made yeah. mention. Let's let's kind of start off at the at the beginning here. You made mention that happened about six years ago. You were sort of ignorant about what was going on, and so there's some there's some fear there. And of course, the Bible tells us not to be afraid. But here's the thing: what 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 puts itself in the place of fear? Well, it's real love. The opposite of fear is not something other than love. I mean, it is love that does that. And part of love is to have knowledge. You know, I've told people they they won't talk about the gospel. Well, the reason they won't talk about the gospel is because they don't know it. They don't really understand it. They don't know it. They haven't been in their Bibles, whatever the case may be. But when you know it, and when you get to understand the love of God in that and what the gospel is, then it becomes very easy to talk about it. It's like people can talk about their kids. They can talk about their grandkids. They can talk about their vacation. They can talk about their car. They can talk about their house. They can talk about all these things that they know, and they're not fearful of talking about that with people. But the things they don't know is... I don't understand why people are so uncomfortable in their faith, right? Yeah. Um, it, 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 but, but again, that's a, that's what I tell, tell people every day too, is that at my business, every single person that walks through my door, we talk about Jesus and politics and, and everyone thinks, well, you can't do that at your business. You're going to turn people away. And it hasn't really happened yet. It continues to work. So, um, it, it's, it's amazing Amen. to get people to, to talk about and, you know, because, yeah, I, again, I just share constantly with people how I got through my dark times. I see people every single day that are hurting people that that, you know, they need, like you said, they need love. And and majority of people, they they really have never truly experienced love, especially the love of Christ, which is never ending, which is, you know, it just encompasses and covers all things. I mean, you, you he, he takes care of everything if you really let go. Right. Um, and, and, and it's all the things, you know, almost the cliche church sayings and things that we hear all, all, all our lives. Um, but it's all it's all true. It's just all true. And it's just we don't have enough people that are truly living it is what I've seen. Amen. That's people, it. That's so, no, that, that's um, exactly it. All we want. 
that, that's exactly it. Now, Adam, let me ask you this. Okay, let's 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 start right there, and then let's move into the thing. Okay, you're fearful in things. You don't know what to do. What's the situation six years ago before you really got into this? You, you obviously are business owners, and you, you've had some um, political experience, too. Tell people about that, and so we can move down the road of helping people understand how you went from this guy who was kind of fearful about doing this to a guy who's actually taking action and who's taking a stand weekly there in the state of Michigan. Yeah. So, so for me, and I live in Battle Creek, Michigan, and uh, we, we have a lot of nonprofits in our, in our community because of the Kellogg foundation. And um, so, so while, when I had started my small business, I, I was doing it just out of my house. I do repairs. So I was meeting people everywhere. Um, and so I was doing a lot of different odd jobs, just side jobs, just making money for, for my family. And um, I, I got brought into um, a, a uh, what was it? It was a canvassing job for, a, a, it's called the BC Vision Project. So anyone wants to take notes, you can Google all this stuff, look it up too. Um, but the BC Vision Project, because um, what I was doing is I was just volunteering for nonprofits all over my community, just trying to get involved and immersed, trying to figure out how to help my community. I mean, Battle Creek has a couple of the largest Fortune 500 companies in the world, one of the top six companies literally in the world with Kellogg's here. And, uh, but our community is failing, our community is hurting. We have, you know, horrible things going on. And so I had been volunteering, trying to figure out how to get involved and how to help. Um, and so then I got, I got in, uh, taken into, <laughs> I got sucked into this political vacuum, I call it. Um, because Battle Creek has really a training system, and most people aren't aware of it unless you've been um, been recruited, like I was. And so, so this recruitment process was for a a nonprofit uh, foundation called the Gamaliel Foundation. Um, most folks have never heard of them, though they're extremely powerful. Um, this organization um, is actually one of Saul Alinsky's foundations, <laughs> um, and. They tout themselves as the ones who trained Obama as well as Hillary Clinton. And so when you go to, um, if you just pull up like Obama's wiki page, you'll see all the way down that he was a trainer and part of the Gamaliel Foundation. Um, so they sucked me into their national leadership training. I was their community organizer and event coordinator for a, a brief period of time in 2015. Um, that's what really sucked me in. And, and they because what they were doing is they elevated me very quickly. I was on statewide boards. I was, uh, you know, I was, I was the guy for them. And, um, but what they were doing as I could see is that they were trying to make me a useful idiot. You know, we talk about all these useful idiots of today and what they did is they tried to make it so that I, they, they, they tried to beef me up on my ego and they said, Oh, you're awesome. You're so great. You do this. All this is happening because of you. And, and I knew that wasn't it. I, most of the things that were going on, I didn't even know what was happening. And so, um, you know, everything was new to me. I had no idea what was going on with politics, all these board meetings I was going to, and just the whole function. It was like, it was like learning, like, like you know, drinking through a fire hose, literally, for, for the amount of knowledge and learning that I had to do constantly. Um, and so, but th that's what they do. Um, they trick you then and, and they, and they beef you up with your ego and say, you deserve this. This is all because of you and you're all, you know, um, so I went through this political training and then, and then, um, ended up running for political office. I ended up shutting down that nonprofit. Okay. Two, two, two months after, um, I went through that training, 
the nonprofit in my community was called Jonah. And this is what they do too, is they were tricking people. Okay, so, so my nonprofit was called Jonah, which stood for the Joint Religious Organizing Network for Action and Hope. Um, and so all of the, well, not all, but majority of their um, affiliates, of which they have 47 in 17 states right now, um, those affiliates are all biblical uh, names. Majority of their work, just like most socialist or Marxist groups, um, are infiltrating and have infiltrated through our churches. Uh, my job was, as I said, the Joint Religious Organizing Network for Action and Hope. I was to um, essentially infiltrate into our churches, uh, the evangelical churches, mind you, because they hadn't they had been able to get into the Bible churches, the Baptist church, the um, you know that they, they, they are a part of already the Presbyterian Church, the uh, Episcopal Church, um, you know the United Church of Christ. Um, you know they're all affiliated already. So um, that's really what I, I, I what taught me is that I went through this Marxist power training. Um, literally, the first words at training were "This week is about power with his fist in the air." Um, and that's why I say that Marxist fist is a power fist. It's all about power. They say, it oh, is. it's for freedom or it's for these things. No, that is about the whole system and ideology of world power. Mm. Um, and, and so um, so that's, a, that's the brief breakdown, I guess, of my history. So, so I guess, and after that, then I ran for political office uh, because in my community, um, my, my, my township is very poorly run. Um, we have a, a very large township, $3 million budget, but we have zero departments, zero activity in parks and recreation, nothing really going on. And so um, I, I, I started to get involved. Well, that and they, they, they find me for my chickens or they tried to. <laughs> I, I, I got backyard chickens. And so then they wanted to put me in jail over chickens and all kinds of other stuff. Um, and uh, so I ran for my supervisor position and I won. Um, and then once in office, I saw nothing but corruption. And, um, I ran as a Republican because I am. Um, if I ever run again, I'll never run as a political party because I understand fully now the whole garbage that that is. Um, but um, when I ran then, I, I, I ran and, and I found that Republicans in my county were the corrupt ones, like fully corrupt, like controlling everything. The cronyism in, in Calhoun County, Michigan is one of the worst in, in, in all of Michigan. And Michigan is one of the most corrupt states. So when you say one of the most corrupt states and then I live in probably one of the most corrupt counties, it's, it's bad. Um, and so I got recalled for my township supervisor position two years in um, because I wasn't going to become a part of their system of power. And so I learned very quickly on how uh, media lies about you, how media, media will take all of your information that you give them to give a full story and not use any bit of it and only use information that goes against you. Um, I, I learned that, that, that people will just lie to your face because they, you know, they have their own political agenda and they want their systems of power to be maintained. Um, and if you buck their system of power, they want to remove you as quick as possible. Mm. So uh, yep. that, that's really what happened to me there. Um, and so, so, so I, I, yeah, I just learned, I mean, the Lord, like I said, the Lord put me on this weird path. Um, and so put me in this really dark, dark places for several years over the last six years. Um, and, and at times I had no idea why. Honestly, I mean, it, it was um, not much fun at times, um, but but we've come out of, you know, like people say, they've come out of that valley. We've come we've we've come out of those those times um, 
and and now I see the purpose, right? I mean, it's so 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 amazing how the Lord just will then just show you, hey, this is why I had you go through that trial. Do you see now that you know? And He rewards you. He says, "Thank you for staying true. Thank you for being, you know, the the light continually in that dark time, right? Because yep. because I, I tried my best to. I mean, my wife, you know, being just ask Bethany, she'll tell you, you know, but um. You know, because she's helped me through it all. That's why I, I, that's why we go everywhere together. We're, we are together. We're a part of each other. Amen. And, and we would not make it without each other, right? Well, so. let, let's 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 take that a step further because because uh, I got some videos here and I want to play. And mm-hmm. uh, of course, Bethany has sent these to me. And you know, when she sent when when you would have when you would be up and you would be speaking, uh, she would record that and then she would send it, and we would always try to air that in the mornings and uh, because I wanted to give people encouragement because I know there are other people just like you. They say, what can I do? Cause they're always in the chat going, well, what can we do? And their focus, I got to tell you, Adam, you know, since the war, Northern aggression and the tyranny of Lincoln, the mentality of the people of the United States have been focused towards DC. They never were in the first, in the first part. And now they're focused toward D.C. D.C. is the only solution. It is the only God that you can pray to to fix things. That is the mentality of the people. And instead, what's happening is is people are losing not only uh, the, the, the control of the federal government, they're losing control of state governments and local governments because they've got our eyes fixed on, on this, on the most corrupt uh, district of criminals that you can find instead of cleaning it up at the local level. And this is where, uh, you know, I see what you guys are doing. You're right there in the local level. You're pumping in what the law of God says. You're calling people to the standard of the constitutions and stuff that have already been set up that limit these people from just legislating whatever they want. So you've got a couple of kids here, and um, I, I'm going to I'm gonna play the first one here and see if I can get it up in it. Uh, I jumped ahead a little bit. Now, this is a young man who's speaking, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna play him. Do you want to give a quick, like a very very quick introduction, and that way I can get all the kids in here? Who's this young man? Yep, this is our boy Ethan, and he uh, actually is gonna turn seven on Sunday, so his birthday is on the first. All right, so, and who is he speaking um, to? So he's speaking to the Gull Lake uh, School Board. Um, so we do homeschool, but there's a homeschool partnership. And okay. um, so there's classes that we get to take that are funded through the state dollars, our tax dollars, um, but for homeschool kids. Okay. And um, and so we we brought the kids. The kids wanted to speak, too, because they they were greatly affected now because uh, because of the controls of the school. Um, they they removed their ability to have their classes in the last year. Too, okay. So. All right. So this is Ethan Heikler. Let's take a listen to him. Lenny. We were at a horsemanship one day and 
Our teacher said, told us we had to wear a mask. We hadn't been wearing one because it is really bad for you. You could still get the virus and it was very bad for your body. I was very sad. I really missed my favorite horse. After a few weeks, we were able to go back at a different time because our teacher found a time where we could choose not to wear a mask. I really like all of my athletic classes. Like when I grow up, I want to to play sports through the partnership for goalie, like basketball or football. Please, just let us do our classes. We will. Why can't we just live a normal life? Amen. Why can't we? Well, I. Th- you know what? <laughs> you know what? The, um, the thing is here, Adam is some of us have just been living normal lives anyway, and we've been ignoring some of this stuff. And I know for a lot of people in the in the country, it's been a lot more than just, um, you know, how it is down in South Carolina, even though we've had some uh, this essential, non-essential nonsense. We've had businesses trying to impose mass mandates. I ignore those. Uh, our banks tried to push it on us. We're not going to go in there and play with them. Some of the uh, the food lion, the, re- the local flute food lion tried to impose that stuff, tell us which door we'd go in and out. And we deliberately went out the door they said not to go out. Because, yeah, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. So here's Ethan. He's speaking. He's seven years old. And uh, I'm assuming he wrote, he wrote out his, that, his huh? And he wrote that. That's what I was going to say. I was assuming he wrote this. Now you've got a couple more kids, and I want to get your kids in here. And then let's get on to some other things, because I think it's important that people see it's not just dad doing it. The kids are following in the footsteps of dad. So here's the next one, and I'm going to get you to introduce this young lady. And uh, I'm just jumping ahead here a little bit. It automatically starts up. Who is this young lady here? Is it, well, I'm not sure who the next one is because I can't see on your screen. But um, Oh, okay. It should, guessing, be, it should be coming through your feed. I'm guessing it's Graysell if it's, if it's the shorter one, if it's a minute long. She's about up to your neck. <laughs> She's tall. All right. We're, oh, the blonde one is Hayden then. Okay. All right. This is Hayden, and here she goes. Well, as soon as I un, undo it. Nope, it's, it's Grace Hall. Okay. All right. Over the past year, I was not able to participate in the classes that I did in previous years because of the unlawful orders. And if I was able to do them, they were on Zoom. Some of the classes that I wasn't able to do were swimming and gymnastics. But one of the classes that I was able to do was riding horses. We were so excited, but then in the middle of the year, we walked in and heard, where's your mask? We weren't going to wear one because it is dangerous for our lungs and pretty much our entire body. So we just had to leave. But then two weeks later, she said that she can move our class at a different time. So we were able to go back. We are very thankful for our instructor. Well, Clay was on Zoom, so was Flute, and I find that really hard to do. Some of the reasons why they were hard to do, number one, for Clay, we just had to get our kits and make our projects on our own with a video, and all we did in class was talk and show our projects. And two, in Flute, we were on Zoom and couldn't hear each other clearly, and I remember in a bunch of my classes over the semesters, 
could not go to class because the Zoom would not work, so I just missed the class, or I could not hear the teacher, or she could just not hear me. The whole reason my siblings and I are here today is so that I don't have to wear a mask, and so that you don't have to get the shot, and so that we don't have to be on Zoom or change our classes, so that we can go back to normal in the fall and do what we want freely. Amen. All right, now we got one more, Adam, and I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring this up. Okay, so that was Gracie. And- Make sure we get that out there. That was Grace Sal, or we yep. call her Grace Joy. So okay. that, was, that was Gracie Joy. Yeah. All right. Well, some- you got some you got some name mixtures like uh, we do in our family. We've got a Tabitha Joy and a Virginia Grace, and we call her Gracie. So, all right. So mm-hmm. this is this is the the third one that um, that uh, Bethany had sent me. Now she's she's going to speak a little longer. Now is she is she older than the other two? Yeah, um, she's she's fourteen, and now now this is Hayden. Now now okay. Hayden has actually spoken in front of thousands of people at Lansing at uh, this um, let them play rallies. Okay. Um, and she's she was asked to speak. Um, um, she spoke at Michigan State University to the college kids there, even so. Um, yeah, she's she's not a newbie. At, <laughs> by any, so. All right, okay. So this is Hayden, and uh, here we go. As soon as I get the volume on. <laughs> Hi. My name is Hayden. I've been homeschooled for the last five years. I'm 14 and I'm in ninth grade. I love doing all of my extracurricular classes through the Goalie Partnership. However, the past year has taken away all but one of my Goalie Partnership classes and put them on Zoom. That whole time, we could have and should have chosen to come back. The classes I was supposed to take last year were confectionery arts, horsemanship, swimming, and clay. My siblings and I were luckily able to continue horsemanship. We came in one day and we were told we had to wear a mask. This made no sense because we're outside 90% of the time. We hadn't worn a mask or gotten the vaccine because it is unlawful, unjust, and unhealthy. There are no holes in a mask big enough to breathe through or small enough to block this virus. Wearing a mask is to block it is like throwing sand through a chain-link fence. <laughs> we had never complied and we weren't going to start, so we left. Our last in-person class was gone. Luckily, our teacher found another time to do the class when masks were our option, but all of our other classes stayed online. In April, I was on my Zoom for confectionery arts, and I got the exciting news that we were allowed in the building again. My smile turned to a frown, when my teacher said that we had to follow all of the CDC guidelines. So until late May, it was just me and one other student on the Zoom call. So while we were in class, all we did was play a game, then it was time to log off. We don't have to comply with the CDC. They don't get to make the rules. All these rules and regulations, which have no scientific data to go along with them, are making all of us miserable. The same people that are selling the virus are selling this cure. We have the right to say no. Go Lake did say that masks could be optional in the fall, and that's great. But if the CDC or health department mandates them again in the coming months, I fear that things will go back to Zoom or masks will be required. Just know that if you slip back into those unlawful ways, you will lose myself and my siblings as students, and I'm sure some other homeschool families will find other things to do as well. We can have 
all classes back to normal if we just choose to change the rules. We just want to go back to our classes normally in the fall. These ages are supposed to be the greatest of our lives, but we can't live them normally and it's difficult to do it cheerfully with all these restrictions. We should follow God's law, not the CDC. Come on now. Amen. Amen. Uh, you know, I, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of something here, Adam. Third John one four says, "I have no greater joy than to hear my children are walking in the truth." And I, your kids are doing that. They're obviously listening to the Sons of Liberty because I heard some phrases there that Bradley uses, and, uh, and so I, I I applaud you guys for that. You know, some people say you must be proud. No, you must be thankful. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I've often said I'm our humbled. kids. I am so humbled, Tim, that yeah. I have children that would do this. Like, I can't, I can't believe Amen. that I'm blessed to have children that are able to do that. Honestly, Amen. it makes, brings tears to me. You know, it's like I, I don't deserve children that good is what it is. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And I've, I've often said to people, I said, if our children turn out good, it's not because we because of us. But if they turn right. out bad, all the blame's on us. Uh, if our children do what is right and what is good before the Lord, it is the work of God in them. And so we should be thankful, not prideful, because God opposes the proud. He gives grace to the humble. And I'm not trying to smack anybody down who said that. I know what you're getting at. But let's let's correct our language so that we direct it back to the glory of God. Now, Adam, you've got that. People have seen you on several occasions. I think I've played about three of your videos where you speak out. Now they see your kids, uh, the fruit that you and Bethany are bearing in your kids as they're speaking out in the gates, some people are going and they say, well, you've had some political experience. Um, that only showed you the dark side. I don't know that, that you would call right. that maybe experience. You, you see the corruption. How did you get into this thing of now you're speaking out in these school boards, not just your own, but you're going around the state speaking out and then transition that over into how you're mentoring other young men to do the same thing. Yeah. So, so like we said, we, we, um, we had experienced uh, the the public school system with our oldest daughter, and um, we really experienced some really nasty stuff when we we traded well changed schools for her when she was going into fifth grade, um, and that was actually uh, well no that was some time before that but I can't remember the date on that that's anyway um, but but it was, so what we did is we trained because I went to school. Um, uh, we don't live in that district. Um, we, we were school to choice currently. So we have that option here in Michigan. Um, you can choose which school district and take them there. Um, and so we, we had her going to the school that I went to high school uh, and graduated from. Um, and then um, we had uh, Bethany's, uh, where she graduated from, is across town. Well, the high school, or the middle school was the same distance for us to drive, and they had more curriculum options. So we had changed schools for our oldest daughter um, in fifth grade. Um, and that's what really opened our eyes. Because when we changed schools, what, what they did to her, being that she was an outsider and a school of choice kid, um, they, they put her in a classroom with all of the bad kids, literally all of the troublemakers with one teacher that they wanted to, they wanted this teacher to quit. She, she was previously a librarian who had teacher certificate and things and wanted to be a librarian. Um, but they forced her to teach. And so she was not happy in what she was doing and they literally piled all this on her. And so my, my daughter had this horrible experience at the new school. Um, and to the point where, 
uh, teachers were picking on students and she was a strong person at the time and had kids coming to her talking about abuse that was happening to them. Kids were cutting, you know, all these horrible things. And so she had this burden with all these kids. And then, and then um, it was sixth grade. Um, same thing happened again, bad teacher and just all these bad kids. And this teacher then was picking on kids in the class. And there was this one girl in particular who had befriended our daughter and was getting picked on by the teacher. She called me one day bawling. What should I do, Dad? What should I do? I said, go down and talk to the principal. I happened to know the, the assistant principal that he graduated a couple of years behind me in school. And so, and mind you, this is long before any political, any experience that I ever had. I mean, this is all just, this is just. This is uh, just dad's <laughs> wisdom going on. Huh? This is just dad's wisdom going on. Exactly. Right. This is just, hey, this is, you know, I'll handle this, you know, if he doesn't. So go talk to him. I know that guy. Right. And so, so she did, she went, she, she went down and talked to the assistant principal and she ended up, uh, the, you know, told the principal what was going on and, and how upset this girl was, but this girl had no voice, you know, she as an abusive home life and, and just horrible brokenness. And then this teacher that's picking on her. And so, um, you know, she, she did the right thing. And the, the assistant principal said, oh, well, I won't. Don't worry. I'm not going to tell the teacher, you know, we're going to handle this. You know, it'll be all right. And we'll make sure it's, you know, better. Next thing she knows that the teacher calls her out of office because the teacher got told right away by the assistant principal who did it and what was going on. So called my daughter out the hallway to yell at her and chastise her saying, are you trying to get me fired and all these things? So, so we immediately saw this crazy breakdown all the way up to the administration in these, in these buildings. Um, and so, so that was kind of a path where we really started questioning hardcore. Um, our, our youngest daughter was getting into school at the time. Um, she was kindergarten and, and things. And, and, you know, so, so they were coming up and, um, so, so we, we let her go through. And then, like I said, we, we got to the point where instead of moving our daughter from the elementary into that same middle school situation is when we said no more. And we said, okay, you know, Abby's going to be out and good. We're, we're going to start doing this homeschool at this time. Um, because, we, we saw the brokenness and, and, and even, even me having the situation. Now, mind you, I did, um, it took, it took, uh, it was two years, three years after that, four years after that. Um, when, when, um, it was 2016, that, that same principal that, that, uh, did that to my daughter ended up, um, drinking and driving with some buddies on a way home from a Michigan, Michigan state football game, um, and videotaped it on Facebook live. And uh, so we were able to share that around and that got him fired. <laughs> so well, so it, it's like, it's like it all came back upon him. Okay. Like it was just, it was so weird how the Lord just made everything like the way it should be. <laughs> it was Amen. weird, but um, you know, he, he got punished. I know for, for the, I'm sure there's many, many other kids that he wronged in yeah. that school system. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm just sure. what he did to my daughter alone. I can't imagine what he did to kids that had no parent there. And no voice for them, right? Yeah. Um, and so that's really kind of what was a big part of getting us motivated in, into 
you know, getting out of the schools and really, really seeing what's going on in the schools. Cause uh, you know, at the time then I, I'd gone and, and spoken to the boards at a couple different times, but again, at that time, I really didn't know. I went, I went like a lot of the parents are doing right now and they go and they want to, they want to play nice to them. And they go, they go, Oh, well, we're going to go in we're going to talk to them. We're going to, you know, see, I mean, instead of just going in and speaking truth, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, if you just go in and speak what the truth is and how things are, are not being done right and how they're going to be done right and let them know that that we're not behind you you know following you that we're leading you the that's more, right you know that, Why, that, adam, that's, that's a real big mistake that, that adam, we've been doing let's let's mm-hmm. let's let's clarify that I, I think you make a good point here and, and we need to kind of help people out of that mindset is that most people go in and they don't think of the people that they're going to address as their employees. They address them as though they have some kind of standing over them. And, and they are in a position of authority. Yeah, they are in a position of authority because the people elected them to do certain things. So they do have a certain authority. But the fact of the matter is that authority is given by the people. Therefore, even though that authority is given to them, they answer to the people. And it's exactly what you're saying. The people have to go in there bold as lions. They don't have to be nasty. But they do need to you know, be firm, and they people, have to be right? bold. And it's not even the people truly appointing them. It is God that's appointing them. Yeah, that's them. right. God. This is God's doing, and that's why these people all—you see a lot of them—they all end up, they all end up getting punished in one way or another, um, it, 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 because they're evil. They're doing evil. We're supposed to be free and self-governed here, right, under God's law, which was which the Constitution was created through. That's right. So, so we're, we're supposed to be living free, not governed by all these boards. And that's why every time we go and these parents there, it's just, it's just so frustrating because, uh, well, not just, not just for the school boards, but on all these little Patriot groups, they, they all want to start, um, you know, the, 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 the verbiage, uh, just like you said, with the proud, right? we got to control the words that we're using. And so they continually say, we need to get behind these candidates. We're going to find the right candidates and get behind them. And I'm like, no, let's find some of the right candidates, but make sure they stay right behind us. And we're dragging them. There along you go. What they're going to do. Like, yep. like we can't, we can't stand behind someone and say, fix it for us anymore. Yep. It's just, that obviously hasn't worked. It's not how it's supposed to work. That's right. Uh-huh. So, but, 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 but to your point too, earlier, you said about the, the, the DC and um, that, that's one of the major things that I repeat to people is that, um, you know, the, the, the whole partisan system has worked for the people that want to control us because right now we have next door neighbors that need help all across America, but we won't help them because they're different ideal, uh, ideologically in, in Washington, right? For, we have Trump tards or libtards that live next door. I'm not going to help them, right? Why would I go help them? They think something different about the things going on in DC. That and they're the ones, yeah. And they're the they're the ones who need it the most, Adam. Right, right. Yeah. And, and and we're supposed to be designed. It, it, most people are confused that yeah, again, yeah, that the, the DC and the state are the ones that are are bigger and badder and controlling us. And and we're supposed to have the most impact in our lives from our local government. Because we can impact, have a change, or move away from that local government if it's bad, right? Um, when you have this blanketing governments over everything, you can't get away from it. It's, it's the evil totalitarian power controls 
um, that 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 is un-American completely. So um, I've been saying ever since I've really started learning about all of this civics and you know how we're supposed to be governed, I've said we just need to get active locally. I mean, a few hours a month to go to a couple of meetings is mm. all it really takes. Amen. It's that simple, and and now we're seeing people doing it, and everywhere they're uncovering exactly as I've said. I said. Just go to local meetings. You will see corruption that's going on in D.C. right in your own community. That's right. I guarantee it. Yep. And it's happening. Adam, anyway, so. Adam, let yeah. me let me interrupt you here a second. We're coming up on the end of the show. I want to see if – can you hang over a couple of minutes because I want to get into sure. some of these details. And I know we're having a good conversation here, uh, and you're saying a lot of the right things. And, and I think a lot of our audience – picks up on that but there's some other things that are going on now you're going and speaking your kids are going and speaking um and and you're you're being faithful in that you're you're saying hey it's just costing us a couple of hours every month it's not a big deal here as far as what it's costing us it's nothing and some people are finding it even hard to give those couple of hours but you've got some guys that have have said hey can you show us what you're doing how you're doing that and this that and the other and I want to see, first of all, can you stay over just a little bit, a few minutes? And then second of all, tell, go ahead and, and tell us about it. And I'll stop us to close out the show. Tell us about these guys that you're sort of discipling, you're mentoring in doing, just putting out uh, to do exactly what you're doing. Well, yeah, it's, um, again, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's just, it's just realizing that, that we're not to be afraid of, of these, of these people that we're going to see, you know, um, and um, getting them to, I don't know, it's, it's, you know, each position's just unique, I guess. So, so it's kind of hard to say, <laughs> you know, what, what, what I say to all of, all of the people, <laughs> because everyone's got their own little, little quirk or what they're afraid of or what they're, what's holding them back. Right. Right. Um, but you're, every, but they're coming to you wanting to do the same thing you're doing. So you may do different or work with them differently, but right. you're, you're basically all going in the same direction. And that's kind of where, where I want to go with that is is to is sure. to say, give us some examples. You don't have to name names. Give us some examples. How many guys are, are coming to you and you're meeting with and you're helping them in this process? Uh, well, I mean, it just it just depends. I mean, we we've uh, we've gone to so many different schools. That I mean, now I, I've had many dozens, you know, that I've been speaking with at this point. So um, it, it's it's again, it's it's just the the getting them to to go to these meetings to speak. Um, it, I don't know. I guess I don't know how to answer the question. I'm sorry. No, that's um, okay. that's okay. I, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I think people are, are going. Okay, we've seen you talk. We've seen. We've showed your kids sure. talking. So you're obviously modeling this for your own family. And you know, this is one of the things. And I'll leave the people on Red State Talk Radio. You guys join us on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com or before it's news for the rest of this. But it's this idea that you're modeling for them how it should be. And if anybody goes into political office, I get this stuff all the time. We're not electing a pastor in chief as though that's an answer that you want somebody as a lower character standard for your political office than you do your own church. And my point is, is this, if a man can't rule his own house, if he can't manage his own house, he has no business out in the political sphere at all. We'll be right back with more from Adam Mahaikala. You guys join us here. Catch Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern. We'll see you at 6 a.m. See ya. Okay, all right, we want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio. And that's kind of what I was getting at, Adam, is this issue of character. You, you're, yeah. you're demonstrating your character in your family. The evidence is in your children. And then, you know, when we go to 1 Timothy uh, chapter 3, when we go to Titus chapter 1, 
we see the qualifications for bishops or elders and uh, and for for deacons. And the key thing there is not do they have a good business, have they been successful in the world, and blah 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 blah. It's do they hold, do they have a, a sincere and genuine faith? Do they demonstrate it by their love of of their wives, their children? Do they demonstrate it in uh, their character? Do they bear the fruits of the spirit? Are they are they upright, uh, standing citizens? Do they have any kind of scandals on them uh, that people can put on? Because all of this weighs into whether or not they can manage the church. And the Bible tells us if the man can't manage his own family, he certainly can't manage the people of God. Well, if God gives us that as an example in the church, how much more in the civil sphere? And I constantly have this, Adam, where people say, we're not electing a pastor in chief. Well, (laughs) no, but you are electing a minister of God, Romans 13, and that man should not have any less character than the man you would want behind your pulpit in your church. And then people are all of a sudden upset when that man is involved in all kinds of scandal and corruption because he's been doing it for years. So when when these men are coming to you and they say, hey, give me tips, show me how to do some of this. And I know you're going to answer everybody different depending on their particular persona and stuff. But you obviously have men who are saying, I see what you're doing. You're you're the real deal. You're you're going and doing this. You're not just talking about it. You're going and doing it. Show me how to do what you're doing or give me some, some guidance on how to do that. How do you take a couple of examples and maybe say, well, here's here's some steps you need to take or this, that, and the other? Because I know there are people listening, and this is why I wanted to have you on. There are people listening saying, okay, I see him going to the thing. How does he get started in this? How, you know, are there, is there any kind of preparation I need to do? Are there things I need to know? What do I need to do to set up to do this? I think in large part, it's just show up and talk. But, uh, yeah. but are there other yeah, things yeah. that you, that you guide people in on that? That's, I mean, yeah, that's, uh, that's the number one thing, as I said, is just like, you, like you said, showing up, um, you know, that, that people, um, I, I try to get across the people repeatedly, like they, they think too much about all of these things. Um, the, the system of corrupt political power makes everything far more compu- com- confusing and complex than it actually is. It's an appearance of complexity. It really isn't complex. When you go into these systems, it's very simple. So what I, what I tell everybody right now is you need to learn the basics on our civics and how it functions. Because most people don't even know the very basics. They don't know the system of Robert's Rules. Um, the, the group that I spoke to last week, not a single person there, I think maybe one person, um, raised their hand. They, they knew what Robert's Rules was. Um, because all of the meetings that we go to are, are conducted via Robert's Rules. And if you know those rules, you can help control that meeting over the people that are sitting there because you know the rules. And if, and if you do it in a manner that is correct within the rules, they are the ones that look foolish. And you can then break through some of what they're doing. That's that's one of the, the keys is learning the basics of your municipality. So when you go into that township, try to look up the, the bylaws for that group. Try to look up um, any of the information that gives you how they have been functioning. If you have not attended any meetings previously, you don't know how they function at all. If they have any videos or any recordings of meetings, I always recommend watch some of them as well. So you can know kind of how they function as a board, you know, how they respond to certain things um, so that you can kind of be ready when you go in and, and you're not caught off guard if they, you know, say, oh, three minutes is up and they don't say anything. 
um, you know, a lot of these boards too, they don't respond at all. So you, you, um, a lot of the people that we've been going with, we've been making sure that, um, you know, that, uh, you do, you do contact them, right? I mean, if, if, um, um, I haven't necessarily been giving my information to everyone that I've gone to, but I've been making sure that the people that are involved that are at that school specifically, you know, because I'm not, I'm not trying to be the leader in controlling any of these groups. I'm going and saying, Hey, this is, yeah, this is what you do. Um, and, and, and you, you go and do it as all. And so, um, it's, it's a matter of, of, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, that, does that help some, I guess a little bit? I mean, that's some of the steps you really need to do. I mean, there's, there's, um, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. It's I, just doing it, man. Yeah, it really I think, is. It's that simple. It really, yeah, I think. Really I think so. that's. I think this issue of the Roberts Rules of Order kind of deal. You know, mm-hmm. and a, a lot of churches use that if they have any kind of a meeting to where the people are going to discuss something that they're going to do. They use that as well, and a lot of people have no idea of what Robert's rules of order are. They haven't. In, they haven't educated themselves on that. So that's good advice. If the and again. I think people sometimes are fearful because they don't know, am I out of order here? Am I doing what I'm supposed to do? Or am, am I am I just being a jerk here and, and going off on things? They want to know how to do it and how to do it right and how to do it with, with boldness and conviction. And the first thing you got to do is learn the rules. And if you learn the rules, yep. then you can bring that to bear in there because we're not – we're not. We're definitely not uh, those who would say there's no law. We can't do anything. This, that, and the other. We can just do whatever we want. No, we're not a people like that. We like law. We like order according to um, you know at least what the law of God has set in in order. But there are other rules that are set up to where we can utilize them, and we can utilize them against the enemy. And we want. You know, I'm not trying to say the the board is our our enemies. In some cases, they are. No. They they act that way. But we want them to we want them to conform to that that law that those rules as much as yeah. they're wanting us to conform to unlawful uh, rules and an order as well. Right. Well, and that's and that's just it. Is that because those rules um, are unknown by majority of uh, the citizens that are that are uh, residents that are there just partaking you know, or participating. Um, they get abused by those that do know the rules. And, and even most of the board members, honestly, do not know. I, on my board, we got everybody a book of Robert's Rules because majority of the people really didn't have a, a real good understanding. Um, so, so, but those rules are simply there for um, a, a, a framework and structure to have civil discourse. And it does work when everybody knows the rules and we are doing our duty to maintain civil discourse so that people all have an ability to participate. Um, but again, when we, when we as outsiders coming into the meeting, do not know any of those rules, we are being abused by the people that do know those rules because authoritarians can use the same system and, and, and uh, because of the chair has power in the meeting, so they can kind of abuse their power. Um, but again, if we don't know the rules and we can, or aren't calling them out properly, um, they're going to be allowed to abuse it. And that's, that's kind of what we have. So um, you know, I think again, that's the biggest thing really is just learning, just learning. <laughs> it's like, it's like there's, there, there's certain things. So, so, so like I said, the bylaws and the ways that they function, you just got to learn that for each location because your school board is going to be different than what your township's going to be compared to your county compared to a village. Um, so, but, but they all are very similar and they all use the Roberts rules. They all use some of the basic framework. So, learn that basic framework first and foremost. And so I've been bringing a cheat sheet now um, to hand out to, to parent groups. I've got a big printout 
um, and, and it gives you the different uh, things that you can do to interrupt a meeting and gives you a, the, are you able to interrupt the chair? Are you able, does it require a vote? Does it, you know, all these different little things so that you can start to recognize those things so that you know that you can say a uh, point of information, right? I, I, you know, or I mean, uh, you, you can just, you can interrupt, right? And, and people don't know that. Um, yeah. The chair, the, the boards don't know that we in the audience can actually interrupt and get some clarification on things, you know? Um, and so, um, yeah, I mean, that's, 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 that's huge. I mean, it really is. It's, it's so basic. Most everything. That's why people, people all come to me and say like, I'm so smart and stuff. And I'm like, no, I'm really not that smart. I think I just, I, I just, I, I just see some things that need to be done and, and I just do them. I mean, it's, that's what most things in, in success in life, it's just simply doing, you know, I mean, we can sit there all day and go, Oh, I know all this stuff. I know all this stuff. And yeah, but what are you doing with it? Stuff, yeah. Well, then we're, we're just, we're idiots. <laughs> so. Amen. Well, it, it, yeah. And it's, we know stuff and we're given stuff so that we might be able to do something like that. You know, I compared it to uh, the water that goes into a part of a lake that doesn't move and it becomes stagnant or in the more gross part, you eat a lot and you don't go to the bathroom. Yeah. You're constipated. It's just, it's the same thing. Yeah. It, it doesn't do any good. It's good for nothing to do that. And then if yeah. all we can do is, you know, talk, talks amongst ourselves, then we're, we're much like what Paul says in first uh, Corinthians 13. We we're just a, a noise. We're a noisome nuisance. We're a clanging symbol. Uh, mm-hmm. we're, we're not showing any love and to go out and to speak and to stand not only for our children, but for the other parents who are there and stand against whatever's going on, uh, if it's unlawful, then that's the way we demonstrate our love. And so, Adam, we're going to close out the show here. I want to see if you got any final words you want to give to the audience, maybe some pointers on top of what you've given. Uh, and I'm going to give you the last word on that, man. I'll just, just, uh, just do it. I mean, I hate to use a stupid Nike phrase, I guess, but, <laughs> but it's really, it, it is, it's, it's just do it. Just, just stay active in, in the word. Um, and, and, and all will be well, really. Um, you know, I, I, I can't say anything more. I mean, the, the, the way that God has um, shown himself to me during, you know, these hard times and, and brought me through to, to be unafraid to know that, Hey, I, I've been, I, I've been around all of these people that seem really dark, right? Like when you go to these meetings and they treat you in these ways and the feelings that it brings out and the way it stirs within you, um, it, it makes you, you know, want to not be holy and just at times. It makes you, you know, because that's the darkness wanting to pull you in. Yeah. Um, so, so remember when you go, um, just that, that stirred feeling that, that chaotic feeling that you have inside, that's, that's, that's not necessarily the Holy Spirit. Uh, it is the Holy Spirit working, I think, but, but when you are in the spirit, that feeling goes away. Okay, so I guess maybe that's the best advice I think I could give is that is that understand the discernment of power um, and, and, and figure out how you need to sit and pray, relax, whatever it is to then be back on the rock. Because when I stand in front of those those boards, when I know I'm on the rock, I have none of that anxious feeling inside. Amen. I have that's, that's what I say. I have no fear. Right. I have none of that. That's stirring because I've known now through all of the dark things that I've been uh, in that, that, that stirred chaotic feeling is not the Holy spirit guiding me. That is what the world wants you to be. The power that is controlling you 
wants you to be stirred up because then they give you the answer. Um, and so, so you need to be able to find the answer in Christ that will give you that rock. And then you're not afraid. That's, I mean, that's that. I don't know how else to describe it, I guess, but that's, but that's, it's a feeling. That's what I've been trying to get people to understand the discernment of the power because it feels different within our bodies. It literally does. And I know now that the, just the, when I feel evil, this, I just know it. It's just, it's just weird. It's, I don't, you can't describe it. It's a matter of us living and growing yep. in our faith. Um, but, but it is, it, it does feel different. And that's what I want people to start. You have to be in that moment to know it. Um, but when you do, you do. And, and there's so many people I've met now that are in the same, you know, just in, in the same frame of mind and, and in their faith and their walk um, that, that we do. We recognize, we see these things. We walk, I've walked into rooms with some people and we're just like, ooh, it's heavy. <laughs> you know, like, like we just know there's something that's here, right? That there's something moving in that environment that is stirring, that is not the Holy Spirit. Um, and so, so I just, I, I think that's a journey that all of us as Christians should be on to, to really be able to do any of this work that we're supposed to be doing, right? Not just going to school yep. boards or that's right. this, but, but anything, like I said, to speak out, like I said, every day, you know, discipling to, to everyone that we meet, everyone that we talk to, you know, sharing our, our hard times and how we got through. That's, that's what it is. It's not beating them over the head with the Bible. It's just sharing, hey, you know what? I've been, it looks like you're having a hard time. I've had hard times. This is how I got through it. Yeah. It's pretty simple. Yeah, so. I think I think that's I think that's good advice. And you know, I've often said on the show, if um, you know, if we respond out of our emotion, we're usually going to sin in that. And I think I see that's what you're saying there. They're they're trying to pull on your emotions to do these kinds of things. And we've got to be those who are self controlled. You've got that on the wall behind you there. Self control, the fruits of the spirit. That's one of them. Is to control ourselves, and some people might think, "Well, well, Tim, you've you've said that people deserve to to have a dirt nap and this and that." Well, I'm just saying what God says about it in the Bible. I, I mean, I, I'm not giving my own opinion there. Uh, I'm speaking about crimes that are done, and, and of course, we want people to repent. We we're not interested in having a rock party. With, I'm not interested in having a rock party with with people who've committed capital crimes out in the in the public square. I'd rather they repent, and that's the message of the gospel. But, uh, Adam, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate what you do uh, there in the state of Michigan, you and your wife and your kids. It's a tremendous example. I think people have seen just in this hour, and, of course, some of your talks that we've played in the mornings uh, when we get those, they see somebody that says, you know, I don't. I don't necessarily have a, a, a big name ministry. I'm not a part of a, a political group. I, I don't have anything to really gain from this. All I have to do is is gain either some people coming over and and agreeing with me, or people shunning me and telling lies about me, and all the other. I don't have anything really to gain from it, from a physical standpoint. And you're continuing to do the stuff as we talk about here. And uh, we appreciate you. We appreciate your family and uh, and what you do. And I hope it's been helpful for the people who listen to say, just get started on it. You want to do something, get started on it in that area. Wherever the Lord has put it on your heart to say, I want to do that. How do I do it? Just start down that road, like Adam said. Stick to the Word. Learn the rules. Be bold in there. Ask God for boldness. You know, the Bible, there's one thing that God is liberal in, and James tells us he's liberal in wisdom. If you ask for wisdom, he'll give it to you. He'll give you boldness in that. And so you call upon the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, our God, the one true and living God, and he will answer and he will provide for you. Adam, we appreciate you. Thank you for joining us today. Don't miss uh, Bradley, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central on sonsofLibertyMedia.com. Tomorrow morning, 
we're going to have back with us. I got to tell you, and I'll say it because it's already pre-recorded and everything. One of this young lady was one of probably of the hundreds of interviews that I've done, probably within the top five, her testimony. She is a former porn star. She has, she came out of that like 10 or 11 years ago, tremendous testimony. And you're going, I I think you're going to appreciate it because she's not saying I had this dramatic change and all of a sudden the next day I was different. She tells you about all of the things, some of it that we take for granted of God's grace to us. She had to learn these from the scratch, uh, I think, uh, late 20s, early 30s, something like that. And, uh, and and you'll see the fruit of what God has done in her life. You don't want to miss that. Deanna Lynn will be with us in the morning, 6 a.m. Until then, see ya.